in the studio with you, Cole. What's going on? We back, brother. We back, brother. Glad to be Man. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so much going on uh, with uh, Ashan and the things that we got going on in the garden, as well as here in the U.S. A lot of exciting things that we'll be sharing with you. Uh, for more information about what we're doing, please do reach out, uh, connect with us at www.outofashan.com or you can reach us at ashanfoundation.org. Yes. But, um, you know, there's so much going on in the world today. Um, you know, there's this, when we were having our meeting earlier today, talking about this whole thing about uh, narrative, you know, mm-hmm. what is the narrative? How do you control your narrative? And, uh, but we talk about how do we control our narrative and we only think of it in the sense of, um, you know, having a voice within the system. But the the most powerful way to have your own narrative is to have land, to have your own land, to have your own autonomy, have your own power. Because once you have access to the land, then you have access to resources, then you can create your own narrative or tell your own story. You know, depending on what perspective you're coming from, we just see a lot of narrative going on. <laughs> and depending on where you are on the spectrum, you're almost being taught a narrative as well. Right. So there's a there's a couple different uh, approaches to that that becomes um, problematic for most or some and and then um, can also be uh, what others would think is liberating. Some people think this. So that divisiveness on all these different fronts is a part of how um, narratives are constructed, controlled, and dispersed. And, uh, you know, the most important people that that get affected the most who don't really understand much of anything is the young people, is the children. Yeah, Um, they're the most vulnerable. So, you know, when it comes to movements, even, you know, when we had our conversation earlier with um, our students, every movement started with the younger generation. So... mm -hmm. When we talk about whether it's marketing of products, marketing of ideologies, they always go for the younger crowd because they're the most impressionable. They're the ones who are most who have the the most um, to lose and the most to gain at the same time. Uh, so because of that, we as parents, we as the overseers, the caretakers, how do we fit in to kind of protect them from the onslaught of what society? deems necessary for them to know. In today's society, kids can't even be kids anymore. They're they're forced to grow up at such a rapid pace because of all the different influences, all the different subliminal messages, all that information that's coming at them at rapid speed. And then their connectivity to what we call technology, the World Wide Web and social media. They're, They're constantly being inundated with information and images that they themselves can't don't even know how to even view themselves. They don't even know who they are. So when we get, yeah. get back to that narrative point, you know, it, it also comes back to once again identity. Who are it's, you? It, it's, it, it, it's it's a challenge, man. As a parent, you know, and you become almost fearful because you can be having a certain way you want to raise your child or your children, and they're getting inundated and talked or uh, communicated to through so many different avenues and mediums with people who have agendas or or trying to get the bottom line, which is, you know, eyes and clicks and dollars, right? So if that's the motivation, they're not concerned about the mental, the spiritual, the emotional health, the emotional intelligence of children. So when you think about 
this whole concept of why is mental health being um, pushed? Um, is that another avenue to make money and it's not necessarily about trying to make people healthy? Or is it about creating more destruction or more complications so that it keeps the 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 ways of the system alive and creates new jobs so now things are becoming so diluted and intertwined that you don't the moral fabric and the the ability to discern is becoming so difficult but you know the scriptures talk about that that in the last day these sorts of things will happen in the book of timothy it talks about um and you know when we approach the new testament i approach the new testament very differently than the way most would uh, and I was sharing with a friend when I went on a hike yesterday. I look at the New Testament from the contextual standpoint that this is the beginning of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. It's the Greco-Roman Empire, right? So when the Savior or the the Christ, as some would call, or oh, Yeshua or Mesendesi, which is just the the name uh, uh, of a uh, from an African language that called Kosa, Osa, with the with the click. Um, calling him the savior came into this earth. He talked about how when the end comes, these are the things that will happen at the end of an age. And most people read that as, oh, he's the end of the world is going to be here in this type of form where the earth is going to stop. And then we're going to restart the earth. I think it's more about the system he was talking about. Right. That he was at the beginning of this particular system. So for those who would like to know uh, from a historical standpoint, if Scholars agree that Jesus, or as I like to call the Mesendesi or the Savior, was um, around, he was crucified around 30 AD is what they say, right? So in those 30s, early 30s, we're now in 2023, which is the same time frame. So as you read in the New Testament, and Timothy's talking about cycles, right? So the earth is always in cycles. And we'll get into that later on in the podcast about how in the beginning when the most high created everything, he says there's seed time and harvest. Harvest. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the cycle, a continual cycle. So if you can determine and discern the signs of the time. So when Mesendesi or Jesus was saying, these are the signs of the end of an age. When something is about to shift or Mm -hmm. fall apart, these are the things that will begin to happen. And then Timothy gives you a list of the root that he's seeing in the beginning of Western culture and how it was being portrayed, which is um, people will be lovers of themselves, unthankful, um, without discretion. He gives you all these different things that begin to happen when it's becoming the the turn of a of a of a of a empire, uh, the the change, the shift. So I, I trace that back to mental health if we know how the system was created and it was created off of what slavery right it was a, it was a system that was built off of the wealth was built off of a group of people i.e people that look like us afro peoples so if it was built in this type of system what is going to be the fruit of it mm-hmm. that's why the savior talked about you will know them by, by their, their fruit mm-hmm. the way the most high made things is by fruit so when you see the narrative narrative what does narrative do it creates the seeds it plants seeds the power of words when you can they they call that double talk there's a book called double talk where you um say one thing but you mean another you say (laughs) you say nice but you you say no i I know no i understand what you mean 
Yeah, it's the double talk. So when someone is talking with agendas and are talking with, um, you know, a, a point of view that they're trying to perpetuate, do we have the intelligence or the discernment to figure out what that is? And at the end of the day, even when we do, because we're a part of the system, does it even matter? Does it matter? Do people care? I mean, you you make a great point. Um, you know, one thing I've, it, based on my observation in this whole topic of um, mental health is the reason for it is because of the current landscape and the current technological or overly tech society in which we live in, in which I don't believe that our bodies, our minds were designed to handle the influx of information and the overconsumption of the screen time, of entertainment, mm-hmm. of all these things on a daily basis. Because the things that we let into our spirit, the things that we make ourselves available to, are they adding value or are they taking away? In a lot of cases, they may be doing both. But as we can see in this topic here of mental health, the reason why there is a talk of mental health is because people are sick. We're sick in the mind. We People don't even know what to believe. They don't even know what to think. And you could be sleeping, you could be around, and then you're starting to think thoughts that you never ever came in your spirit before. But because mm. you've been inundated and you've you've availed yourself to so much, hence back in the day they'll say you're crazy, you're mad. So now do you do you see that's why people now have, have to go to counseling, they need therapy, they need so many different things just to what ease the mind. Some people sleep has left them, they can't even rest in peace because mm. it's so much going on in their mind that it's overworking itself. And but at the same time that this is going on, they still can't put the phone down. They still can't put the remote control down. Wake They're up in still the morning. Immediate. It's immediate. Jeez. So you can see the level of, of of sickness that's involved in this thing. And this and it brings it to a point because if you look back, mental health wasn't a thing until that dis like I said, overconsumption of technology came to be mm-hmm. in this there's, progressive there's some society. And then there's some lawsuits right now in the court, um, and, and maybe we'll touch on that as we move into these podcasts, where people are suing the internet or companies that regulate that because of the the the, the rate of like say teenagers that are dealing with depression, dealing with suicide because of the imaging. See the power of the image, the power of how something looks, it, it appears like in social media when you don't have the emotional intelligence or have a, a backbone. Or a construct, you become collateral damage in a sense, mentally, mm, emotionally, right, right. because you're just getting likes you don't like. Oh, the the head moves, the this, the that, and it becomes literally something that isn't necessarily real becomes real in the figment of the imagination. imagination. Mm. That's true. That's is, true. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's I mean, that's a good point. You know, I don't want us to you know forget that. As we talked about seed time and harvest, there was a seed planted. There was an intent as to why these things exist. What can we get people's minds away from and onto so that whatever's going on behind the scenes or what we need to do at a grander scale can take place and come to fruition? Because even right now, we talk about the developing world. We talk about these things. Narrative is so important. Reason why? Because that's the story that is being amplified. So I remember we, we've had communications, even when we were younger, We this whole idea of secular music or music that is incriminating to certain cultures. 
when we look mm-hmm. at Indian, Indian, let's look at Indian culture. I can look at Bollywood movies and things of that nature, but I, I've, I haven't in my 44 years of existence ever seen anything amplified that denigrates them as a people. Just haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it in Asian culture. I haven't seen it, but I know here in America, I see the dysfunction of what's being amplified and who controls the narrative for the black, the brown, African-American, so on and so forth. So the, these are things that we want to to be uh, mindful of because what's the greater situation at play? What's going on? Who is in control? You know, things of that nature. So that's something I know that I think we should touch on further. I know we, we kind of wanted to put a bow tie on this, but let's get, let's continue the whole topic of narrative, who controls the narrative and how we get our power back. Sounds good. And please do like, like, and subscribe to our channel. We are here and we want to hear from you. We want to engage you. Um, if you want to hear more about some of the work that we're doing here in the United States and abroad, please do check us out. And we look forward to uh, communicating and connecting with you. Peace.